welcome to The Conjunction with Nelia Tinga. The junction where worship, culture and creativity meet. What's good, everybody? You are tuned into The Conjunction Podcast, where worship, culture and creativity meet. I'm Nelia Tinga and I'm recording this in Auckland City. I'm here with the Every Nation Church here in Auckland City. Shout out to Richard and Chrissy Urban and the whole leadership team, the whole team here at uh, Every Nation Auckland City. I'm actually here helping with the worship ministry. I'm doing some training with their worship and creative ministries and and other areas of ministry and uh, a lot of their leadership as well. And so I'm really honored to be here. I wanted to use this as an opportunity too to ask for anybody who's listening to this that's a part of worship ministry I'm going to begin to take questions in future episodes of what you might deal with in worship ministry. It can be anything with regards to worship, culture, and creativity. Um, so I want to speak specifically to worship ministers, at least with this, this uh, proposal. Send in your questions or comment with your questions about worship ministry. I'd love to see how I can help answer them or point you towards the right places to find those answers. But hey, that's not what I'm recording this episode about. I'm recording this episode about the topic of social media. Social media has made its way to the forefront of our society in the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years. But shout out to MySpace, (laughs) Bebo, Friendster, all the old school, High Five. How many of you remember any of these places? But now... It's, well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's still going strong in some circles. I don't know what other people are using. LinkedIn, I guess. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, because I I just came off uh, one month and a half, a month and a half of taking a break from social media. I've just come back on in the last few days. uh, But my approach to social media has changed and hopefully will remain changed. Um, And the reason why I took this break was I started to notice certain attitudes were emerging in in my heart, to be honest. I don't know about you, you might have a friend, but like when I look into, when I look at social media, when I looked at social media, uh, I started to notice that you know I get irked by certain things. Certain things would annoy me. And so I'd really have to check my heart. A couple of things that annoy me. Number one would be, you know, just fake news. Apparently that was the word last year, according to Webster's, fake news. I know that's two words, but they congealed together. Fake news. Fake news is not real news, right? But somebody posts stuff and uh, they might post a headline that's clickbait, that baits you to click it. And then when you click it, it's fake news because it hasn't been researched or just irks you. And, you know, you, before you know it, you've subjected yourself to all sorts of banners and ads. Uh, and they've just paid for themselves because you and others have clicked on the clickbait. And uh, so this is disappointing, especially when it's not well researched. And so we're finding that this sort of stuff gets stirred in our hearts. I was just reading uh, for the second time, actually, um, Christians in the Age of Outrage by one of my professors at Wheaton. Shout out to Dr. Ed Stetzer. And he talks a lot about our Christian response in things like social media, when we begin to see things that are from opposing views but begin to irk us and how we should respond as Christians. Highly recommend the book. It's a great book. But I started to notice that attitude starting to merge in my heart. And you know what? It wasn't good. Not good at all. So I took a break. And you know what? I, I took a break. One of the reasons why I took the break was to get this podcast started. I told myself, you know what, self? I'm not going to start going back on social media until... I at least have three episodes of this podcast in the can, and I set up 
the Podbean so that I can get the podcast going. And uh, I'll get it up on iTunes eventually. But I wanted to make sure that I get this going because a lot of the ideas that I have and wanted to help serve people through what I what I have to offer, I needed to change the way that I looked at social media in order to be able to do that. And so that's why I took a break. So the first benefit of social media was, man, you know what? I've got more time to do stuff. Uh, duh, right? I've got more time in my life to be able to do things. I'm reading this article here from uh, Harvard University, the Grad School of Arts and Sciences. And this article is by Trevor Haynes. I'll, I'll post the link in the show notes. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, but it says here in, the, in this article that about 73% of people claim to experience this unique flavor of anxiety. And that anxiety is that if you've ever misplaced your phone and you have a mild state of panic when, uh, when you lost it until it's been found. Hello, been there. Because my phone has become somewhat of a glamorous handcuff to the rest of my society and to my friends. Um, and the average, <laughs> an average adult spends two to four hours a day Tapping, typing, and swiping on their devices. That adds up to over 2,600 daily touches. Now, I want to hug my kids a lot more than I hug this phone. I just threw my phone down on the, on the bed that I'm sitting on here in my hotel room just to place emphasis on this. But I've found that I've gotten more time, more time to allocate towards other tasks. So I was able to get this podcast off the ground. I was able to get uh, the the course finished that I just um, that I'm doing uh, in my studies for Wheaton, and um, you know I'm just able to focus a lot more. I started noticing that I was present in conversations. Hello, you know because when I, <laughs> when I'd sit in meetings and, and begin to you know get distracted, I'd just look at that orange camera icon, aka the icon for Instagram, or I'd look at that blue and white F on my phone, that icon, aka the Facebook icon, and then before you know it, I'm down a rabbit hole, and looking even worse, you know, I started to see um, who who was liking my posts, and well, no one liked my post, oh no, I'm not liked at all, and so it's been good for my spirit to take a break from it, so one of the things that I do, okay, this is just me, and I learned this from uh, Carlos Whitaker, the Christian blogger slash worship leader, I mean, shout out to Carlos Whitaker, but uh, one of the things he did, because he also admitted to being addicted to social media, was that he uh, deleted the icons from his phone. And if he had to check Facebook or Instagram, he, ha he would go and reload the app and start from the very beginning uh, to, to get uh, access to his Facebook. Now, I'm trying that, and it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good since being back on. So let me just ask you, those of you who are listening, how have you found social media? Has it affected you? Um, I, the, other, the other thing, you know, was I felt like I was missing out. Um, one of my favorite directors, uh, John Singleton, passed away, and I didn't know about it till much later. And so, yeah, thankful for the gift of, of John Singleton and the, the, the movies that he directed. Um, but I, I felt like, man, people are talking about stuff and I'm missing out. FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And so social media also helps you to stay up to date. And I, I've, I began to see that that was important to me, was to be a part of what's happening and be ahead of the curve so that I could be like, you know what? 
I'm in because I know what's hot. I'm a musician, and uh, when I used to DJ too, I always prided myself in knowing what the latest music was, um, but was finding I was a lot more behind the curve over the last month and a half, and that's okay because I'm getting stuff done. Anyway, send me your thoughts. How's social media for you, and what sort of things are you doing to make sure that you're not chained to social media, but you use it as a tool for God's glory? Here's what we're enjoying right now, because sharing, sharing is caring. So in line with that, in line with the dopamine levels that are released in your brain when you have a post that's liked and liked often, I began to check the condition of my soul. I recognized that certain things weren't healthy. And so I went back to a book that had really helped me three years ago, and I wanted to get my leaders to read it. And that is The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro. Now, there are other books in his series, but I wanted to recommend this one in particular. If you have a group of people that you work with, worship leaders, worship pastors, creative pastors, get this book and work through it with your teams. Even if you don't have anybody to work through it with, get this book. It's going to help you and do everything uh, that that's an exercise within it, like they have checklists and so forth, in order to, you know, just provide a healthy check for your soul. I think the book is well-written, well-structured. Schizero does a great job of providing both narrative in terms of stories of people that deal with the issues, uh, like dealing with your, your own shadow, slowing down for loving union, the necessary endings and new beginnings in life uh, that we all deal with when it comes to our lives. And so I wanted to recommend that book. The book, again, is Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro. As I close this podcast out today, I wanted to pray for those who, in particular, have lost all hope in life. Maybe they're facing depression and oppression. I want to pray for you today. And I want to urge you to get connected with people that can help you. You're not alone in this. If there's any specific things that you need prayer for, please do drop me a line or drop a comment here at this, uh, where, you, where you're finding this podcast, whether you're reviewing it or you're on YouTube, uh, just drop us a line. We'd love to pray for you. Or you can email me at my church at info at enbrisbane.org. We want to pray for you. So here's my prayer, and I'm going to line it up with a quote as I close from Nikki Gumbel. Rather than black and white or even color, Jesus offers you high-definition life. There are two Greek words for life. In the Bible, the word bios, from which we get the word biological, means the condition of being alive rather than dead, mere existence. The other word zoe means full, abundant, spacious, open-hearted, richness of life that Jesus speaks about, a life of fulfillment and purpose. This is life in high definition. God, that's the life that I pray that everybody who listens to this podcast would experience that John 1010 life that you have come to give us life and life abundantly in Jesus name amen grace and peace y'all thanks for joining for this episode you can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts our heart is to serve so if the conjunction has been a blessing to you you can help by sharing rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes so that the people who might be served by the conjunction can find it. You can interact with Nelly on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Be inspired
inspired to create something great because he is Racing Me.